Dis-moi donc, t'as un beau casque, j'aimerais bien donc ça l'avoir. Il est garni en poil de vache, ça doit donc être chaud l'hiver. And uh, so there you go. So, And um, it translates? Uh, uh, Manny, you got a beautiful hat. Uh, it's made with cow skin. It must be really warm during the winter. <laughs> Greg, welcome back to the show, man. It's been a long, 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 long time, man. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that was amazing. I love it, dude. Thanks so much, man. So glad to have you on the mic again. Uh, it's always a pleasure because it's kind of like being in class again, but not in class. It's like being on the job site with you. Yeah, that's no. kind of how we met. I'm trying to figure out exactly. We did. Yeah. We did. We met on a couple of your job sites, and I remember going out and doing some tests. And we were, you know, uh, my business partner and I were, were figuring it out. You and your business partner were well. You had already figured it out, and and I was, you know, I did, questioned. That's all I did. I well, questioned. You did, and and um, and and you were constantly sharpening your pencil, and that's what I I really appreciated. See, just seeing the kind of work that you were doing. And I feel, I mean, I'm looking at your fingernails. I'm like, the guy's still doing some work. No, I was doing something interesting on the weekend. I, I, I don't want to divulge exactly what I was doing, but it involved a black spray can of paint. Okay. And then I had to get a second can of paint, and then I had to get a third can of paint. I was spraying something that you're not supposed to be spraying okay. just to see how it would react. And it reacted the way I thought it was going to react. Damn, damn. So you're a graffiti artist. I no, knew it. No, I knew it. No, no, I was, I was doing something interesting, but I don't want to reveal it just yet, right? So it's so, not going to so be revealed yet. All this to say that I know that you're still doing some work, but 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 I know that you're, you're, you're you 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 put down the tools, right? Yeah. So, but which yeah. is kind of this a tragedy. This is the new tool. This is well, which is great because you've got a bright, wider audience, whereas yeah. you know you had an audience of a couple in their house uh, before. And they would be the, the, you know, the beneficiaries of a wildly beautiful curves and, and you know, the tiling that you did, the finishes Thanks, you man. did around entries, uh, they were all fresh and it was beautiful. It was artisanal sort of Thanks. like you're, you're a bit of a hipster. But clients for the most part don't like building science. Uh, well, they're unaware of it. They, 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 they like building science because it brings them comfort. It gives them good control. It gives them fresh air. It gives them quiet, a quiet environment to live in. It gives them a durable environment. And then, like I was kind of uh, alluding to in my, in my text to you, you know, if you can yeah, throw in... Yeah, the notes that you sent me, yeah. If you, if you can make it beautiful to boot, which is what you were doing... I totally think you can. And, you know, you make a building beautiful, people will take care of it because they love it. You know, and like I was saying, you know, you know, take a page out of Su uh, Sarah Suzanka's, ha yep. uh, you know, uh, the not so big house. Uh, you know, if uh, if your clients are whinging about price, just say, hey, look, let's build uh, 800 less square feet. Uh, I and, love that you said that. And 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 uh, let's let's put in really good design. You know, let's make really nice finishes, built-ins. Let's go. Let's spend on the beautiful things that make your house super functional and super personal something that'll resonate with you the the owner and you know like i said people you know maintenance is a big thing it's like a car if you don't change the oil in it it's not going to last a long time same but thing with the building th there's a lot of okay so i just want everybody to know that obviously we're going to talk about building science we're going to be talking about building envelope we're going to be talking about building and i guess we're, we'll talk resi and commercial all kinds of stuff you're you're a teacher at what is it again? Yeah, in full disclosure, uh, so Ryerson had a name change uh, to <laughs> Toronto Metropolitan University. 
Uh, you know, this some skeletons were dug out of the closet, and you know, we're. Uh, I'm we're, still going to call it Rye, though. That, that, which is fine. I I'm, went to Rye. I, I'm not offended by that. My, yeah. you know, I, I, I knew it as Ryerson as well. So, I mean, both work for me because I know what you're talking about. So. Uh, you know, still the, in the same location. The guy's did. He's did. He's did. Uh, you <laughs> he know, just so. he just had. Uh, never mind. We're not talking about that. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about no, what he did. But you've been there so, six years now. Been there six years. So I so I managed the building science lab. I'm 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 not a t- so to be a teacher, you should be a PhD or somebody with some kind of uh, you know venerable experience. I I I. I will say that I've always been more of a doer than, uh, than, than, you know, your boots on the ground for, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, um, uh, yeah, no, I totally love going on a construction. So I'm working on my son's house right now. He's got a 1950s bungalow where we're is he still sparking. Uh, he is. He he's is still sparking. He's licensed. He's making. He's licensed now. He's making more money See, than this I is, am. This is how far back we go. Cause I yes. remember that you were, can, can you, can he come on the job site, man? It's going, of course he can come on the job site. Who, is, who does he want to hang out with? And I remember Barry Hopkins, and yes. he was like educating him. Yes, and, and Danny, him, like, and he was a kid. You. And thank you for doing, that's amazing you know, that he's like you pull them on a job site and show them, you know. Show I just kind of introduced yes. the two people, and that's yeah. all it was, right? Because that was that 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 was at a, a a bifurcation, you know. Yes, because he told me, Nico, my son was saying, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking of going to trade school and a college," and I'm like. Fuck that! Sorry, you can tell you sorry. You can tell you. I'm like, I'm like, like, why don't you go make money and then see if you like it? Don't like going the college route is fine. Like, and not to bash college. You know, some people. You know, I think Toronto Hydro wants people to have a college, uh, the college component, in order to hire. You know, uh, they want their they want their theory uh, down pat. But I just said, you know, go the traditional methods, like all my brothers did. You know, like just go out in the field, learn. You know, rough and tumble, and it was rough. You know, like you how know, old was he when he went in? Uh, he was probably he was a teenager, so. nineteen and a half, nineteen and a half, twenty. Yeah, he was in that, in that sort of range. Uh, he did the OYAP program, which is just a, a brilliant program. You know, after high school, he did that um, that program, and then you know they found him a job with uh, you know they they found a, pl- a placement, and then from there. He got in with uh, with with a, a company that does high rise uh, electrical, and yeah, you know it, it is it is you know as he says it's it's kind of uh, like working on a on a factory line. You're doing you know, when you're doing plugs and switches, you're doing plugs and switches. Yeah, yeah that's for a long pretty time. much what you're so, going to be doing. So so you know he but but he he definitely wants to sort of get into uh, you know uh, but yeah so so for sure you know I and and you're and I I remember that that day because he was Irish, your electrician. Yeah. And he actually ended up moving back home. Yeah, yeah. He picked so. up everything, and that was a couple of years before the pandemic bullshit. And and he went back, and he's thriving there now. Yeah. And it was good to meet him and get him on here. And he's got both sides of the. And then I remember him like walking around the job site with Nico and yeah. and just kind of educating. But it was nice to take him under his wing and just show him the options. Yeah, yeah. that's all it was. And yeah. good for him that he's licensed now and yeah. he's doing really well. Yeah, like I said, you know, there were some rough years, and you know, like when you're on this, you know, there's a lot of concrete in our buildings, and you know when you're. When you make a mistake, you pay for it. Yeah. And 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 getting the angle grinder out and you know, chipping, chipping, chipping. Um, I I was at you know it's it's like the woodpecker in the forest, but in, in the city, <laughs> whenever you hear a hammer drill going off, it you know that it's more than likely somebody made a mistake. Shoring piles, <laughs> hammer drill, like there's all these hard sounds that go on because yeah. it just reverbs in the concrete. It does. Too many towers going up, but I yeah. So we know that. Okay, quick shout out. 
Heavy Duty Homes, Phil. I'm wearing his tee today. I always do the shout-outs to everybody there. So shout-out to Abby from PS It's Clean. They clean it all, residential, commercial, and construction cleaning in the GTA Canada. They can be reached at 905-897-3664. Check them out on IG at PS It's Clean. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is a mortar that holds our podcast together. So share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the over 400 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on our site. Check out www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on social at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Subscribe to our video channels on YouTube and Rumble. Check out our link tree and find exclusive discounts for listeners. The link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. Uh, if you can get me a Toronto Metropolitan University tea, do they have teas? We, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll wear I'll, it. I'll totally wear I'll, it. I'm going to work on that. I'm yeah, going to work on see that. If, I, if I, there's a budget for it, I guess. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. <laughs> but I like doing the shout outs, so that's why. But I, 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 I've ever my, since. My, my, my hardcore Renault black uh, t-shirt. Do you still have it? I still do. I still have it. I, I still sh- see I, guys know, who have like ones from way, way back. Probably I, they're 10 plus years now. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I and, and, and I'm thinking now, I'm like, I, like it, it's, it's kind of getting tattered, you know, like it's, it's almost in the rotation, Hold steady, steady rotation for pajamas, you know, try, try, try wearing them on the job site and they get snagged all the time. They get ripped and then all of a sudden uh, they become rags and uh, yeah, yeah. they're, they're probably going to become collector's items eventually. Right. I don't, I don't know. Like, hey whatever. man, you never know. I handed out thousands of those things and people were still wearing them, using them, which is all good. Right. So that's back in the history. But you know that when we first met, I was always conscious of the building. And the problem is, I think one of the, the the interesting things that you said the last time you were on the show was educating me about building systems. So I know that we have the marketing machine. We love the marketing machine in construction, right? And I just, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, I don't think there's one bulletproof, perfect way to seal a house. I think you have to educate yourself on different ways to do it. And that might involve using different products, and I know that in construction, we like to have all yellow, all red, all whatever, right? And I'm more of the mindset of, I want the best products. It doesn't matter if it's not all from one company. Do you yeah. know what I'm getting at? Yeah. And yeah. we talked about that. We talked about that on my projects when you were there. And we're like, yeah. let's try this out. Let's try that out. And then also, you know, even speaking with you, I'm not such a huge fan on spray foam. I love spray foam for certain applications, but you started teaching me about bat and cellulose and, and breathing systems and intelligent vapor barriers, like all these things that are in play now, which are basically taking what was done long time ago and applying it to today's technology. And what I get a little concerned about is that the marketing machine is educating the younger trades that this is the route that you're supposed to go. And I think when it comes to air leakage and air sealing, buildings or personal or commercial buildings it's an education more than a marketing you know what i'm yeah. getting at yeah no for sure i i and, and i mean 
So, so, so we'll back up. Where do you want to begin? I know. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's like an onion peeling back the layers here. So, so for sure, you know, when you talk about systems, like at the end of the day, you're going to have multiple components that are going to, uh, you know, if you think of your outside shell, think of a raincoat that's keeping the rain out. So, right, Joe Stebrick always says, drain the rain. If you can think of only one thing, he says, you know, if you can't keep the rain out, well, don't worry about your air barrier. If you can't can't keep the moisture, you know, if you can't control the heat, it's then true. forget about the insulation. Exactly. You know? So so there is a bit of a hierarchy there. Uh, so for, you know, drain the rain, uh, avoid condensation. So so, but but all this back to what you're saying, uh, the building code talks about an air barrier, not just an air barrier. It doesn't just say air barrier. It says air barrier system. System. Does it actually write system? It says system. And it's so key to think about that because sometimes a window or a door is part of the air barrier system, you know? And then there's a transition between the foundation membrane, which might be a thick peel and stick, uh, you know, uh, bituminous uh, layer, uh, you know, up, up to, uh, you know, maybe at six mil poly on the main floor, which I don't think a lot of people are doing now. It could be, uh, uh, it could be um, uh, spray foam. Uh, I, sh I shouldn't say that because I, I haven't been on a, on a large construction tract uh, construction site in a number of years. I've been in custom high performance homes in They're the last couple of years. They're still doing a lot of Bats, six, but they, like you they're see doing six spray mil. foam in certain applications, and okay. the problem is that you start fighting the two pound versus half pound. But as you taught me as well, it's not so much the spray foam as much as it is the installer. It's all about the person, yeah. you know. Like and and I, we, you know, just like harping on the air barrier system, the ABS. Uh, same thing goes with the tradespeople. You got to hire people who cares. If yeah. they don't care, then it's all for naught. You know, I I, I was on a job site. A couple of years ago, North York Women's Shelter and uh, the welders there. So, so they, so they, um, the foundation guys put their air barrier and they, the air barrier is flopping on the ground because at some point they're going to join it up to the top, you know. But it's a nice and it's an expensive membrane. And there you have the welder. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? Welders, Swiss welding. cheese, Swiss cheese membrane. It, 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 it was the cascade of sparks just falling. On the membrane, melting little holes in it. It's like, oh, were you, you saw that on the sidelines? You were walking by and you just... Uh, yeah, no, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, It made how? for a beautiful photograph with yeah, the yeah, sparks no, no. and the sun. Yeah, and no, it, it was uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for Did sure. Did they put all the tuck tape patches? You know, I well... We don't know. I, 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 I don't know. A lot of these barriers... Um, I mean, you could probably cover it over with another similar, you know, system... But, but the point is, is that somebody paid a lot of money for that. And, you know, putting a, something on the ground to cover that, you know, a piece of plywood or whatever, uh, maybe would have gone a long way. Like, you know, and, and maybe this is a shout out to uh, project managers on job sites. If your welder's coming, then, you know, hide. Sheets of plywood or. This is hide your vapor barriers, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah. For, for, but for the sure. funny thing is it's not really the welder's responsibility to think about that because they have their task at hand and they're not thinking below, but they should be conscious of it to kind of share that. Maybe yeah. we should cover that up, or maybe we should roll it up and yeah, cover yeah. it up. No, totally, totally. Just just put it in the put it in the corner, and uh, you know, you know, let me, you know, cover it up. Just make sure that uh, it's not, it's not being damaged. You know, that's the thing about it because the job site doesn't happen overnight. It's not extreme makeover where it's done in seven days. So obviously, materials are installed at certain stages depending on. 
the design of the structure and how it all goes. I mean, the other things that you've taught me is protrusions and just way balconies are designed, way any kind of terminations are designed. Everything's designed, but nobody's really thinking about that connection point of a gable or whatever, all that kind of crap. So you have to really start putting your thinking cap on on trying to seal it. And there's lots of guys online that do really good jobs of presenting options out there, which is yeah. great. And I can think of Aaron from out east and Big Dog Product, uh, Big Dog Construction, where he does a lot of flashing and he does sealing and he's always conscious of that, right? Do you think since the time that you started in construction and I guess with the students six years ago to today, are we improving the mindset of the tradesperson regarding building ceiling? Yeah, so 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 we were testing a tower in Hamilton uh, a couple of years back, and it was a an interfit uh, retrofit of a multi you know a high rise uh, uh, low income uh, unit. Um, the opening test, I believe, we had eight fans to test this entire large building. It was a 20, 20 some odd story building. Wow. So just think of a regular house, which needs one fan. One. We had eight in there. So, you know, a, a pair at the top, one in the middle, and, uh, you know, uh, another another four on the ground. So four, maybe two in the middle and two at the top, just to sort of, uh, you know, distribute our, uh, our, our suction uh, apparatus. Um, PCL uh, was the company that did the, uh, the retrofit, and they took their... Um, they took that project very seriously. You know, the guys went to, you know, they did their passive house uh, training. Uh, and yeah, you know, they, they would they would be hounding the trades. Like if you're making a hole in the air barrier, you tell us, you know, like if you're an electrician, you're putting a hole or a plumber, you're putting a hole or an AV guy, you know, you tell us because we're going to go back and we're going to seal it up, right? So you need kind of somebody who's an air boss. You know, RDH talks about the air czar yeah. uh, or the air boss. Uh, you know, designating somebody who is on top of making sure that the envelope is going to have at least one continuous layer called the air barrier, the air barrier system, and uh, whether that air barrier system is a membrane on the inside, transitions to the outside, it, it doesn't matter. But, at, but, but all the trades on the job site need to be able to point to that's the air barrier. That's the air barrier. You know, if you think of a fish tank and you're putting water in it, that glass and that sealed silicone joint that that joint that silicone is part of the air barrier or the water barrier in in, in a in a in a in a in a fishbowl. Yeah. It's the same thing here. So you have all the trades start changing their mentality and thinking about it. So yeah, to answer your question, you know, I, I see some progress. It's slow coming. Um, you know, I think the the building code uh, is is loath to. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of powerful developers that are are resisting uh, uh, better quality. Uh, you know, insured better quality saying, well, we don't need to test our buildings because they're already good quality or whatever, you know. So, so I, I, I don't know what the, uh, driven you know, by money. Well, I, I think so. Expediency, be, right? Expediency. You know, I, I, I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, pushed off a job site. It was for an energy star development in, uh, in Brampton, you know, where there, somebody bought a hundred acre parcel of land was developing it, uh, and throwing up, you know, some 150, uh, you know, gargantuan houses in, uh, in, in, in that farmer's field. And uh, they were all supposed to be Energy Star. I had a couple of them fail. And, uh, and, and the, um, the project manager on the job site, he was like, you're, you're fired. You're not coming back on the job site. And I was like, I was like but, but you didn't hire me. Like, you know, I mean, you, like, what do you mean? You can't fire me. I'm just telling you the score. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, it's, 
like I'm measuring a two by four and your two by four is only, you're telling me it's eight feet, but, but I measured it and it's only six feet. <laughs> so you like, you, whatever. Did they get their energy star? No. Uh, well, I mean, there's things they could do, right? So they have to go back and, 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 and plug up some holes, right? You know the routine. Yeah. You just discover, you do a test, you find holes, yeah. you seal it. You find keep a hole, on, seal it you up. You keep on finding all kinds of holes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah. amazed at. Like that yeah. we, that's the purpose of, of, of doing that house. Yeah. And, and, and I think the issue is, is that, you know, sometimes the air barrier is just covered by so many layers uh, of, you know, of drywall or finishes or trim and on the outside by siding or brick. And it's like once your air barrier gets buried underneath all of those cladding systems, either on the inside or the outside, it gets harder to remediate. And, you know, mm. you, you talk to a guy, a guy like Gord Cook, uh, uh, you know, who uh, uh, runs a company, Air Solutions. Uh, what's the name of their... Uh, they, 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 uh, they have a product where they'll atomize uh, a, a latex caulking and then they'll blow it. Yeah, with a you know arrow barrier, arrow barrier. Yes, yeah. thank you. Well, I was uh, actually invited, and we had them okay. on the show. Okay, okay, good. I yeah. love that product. Yeah, his son, his son was running the business there, and yeah. Uh, so, so you know that that's kind of one of those hail mary uh, uh, sort of uh, products that that might actually help you, if not seal seal ductwork, which is fant- it was initially designed for sealing ductwork in a yeah. retrofit application. Yeah. Brilliant at that. Um, you a fan of it? Uh, I Have am you seen the test. I like, am, and this is where we get back to the research question. You know, yeah. I would love to do long term research to find out, like, because because you know, um, uh, I was always told that caulking on a um, on a butt joint between two pieces of material, you know, those two pieces of material they work seasonally, yeah, and with hot and cold, yeah, and. And so I would love to know what is the durability. So personally, I would love to do some research on it. And maybe I should talk to Gordon and say, "Hey, Gord, let's. How can we do some research on this?" And I was brought. To, I was invited to a job site, and then I couldn't go in because they sealed everything up. Right. So I sure and I, you'd I, be I was, breathing in the cockpit. Of course, and, and yeah. I don't want to be doing that. Yeah. But then I was like, "Please invite me on another one." So I just we haven't scheduled it, but I'm definitely going to reach out again to him and and go. Listen, can I? I want to check it out before you guys start the process to yeah. see what you guys have done. And then what I liked was the dial, like. He literally, we can ACH it. You know what I mean? Yep. We can get yep. to wherever you want to get to with it. But you're right. Will that be the same five years from now? But I remember him yep. talking about, it was Brian. He was talking about they've done five or six year tests. Okay. And they've seen the data still hold itself. Good. So good. that's a good sign because yep. now that's a brand new dwelling. And then that's when you get the most movement. Yeah. Those first three, four years, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. But at least sure. they're making an effort. Yeah. And I no, think no. it's a lot better than trying to get the kid out there with a cocking gun who's listening to his favorite podcast or surfing on social media, yeah. trying to pay attention to ceiling cracks, right? Yeah, no, I, I, for sure. And, and like I said, it's almost, it's sometimes it's, it's prohibitively expensive to, 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 to fix things after, after. They're, they're done. Right. I mean, but he's not crazy so, expensive like that. that no, 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 no. Detail. I, 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 like, like I was saying, I, I think that product gives people a Hail Mary pass. If, if, if they're close to getting a, a meeting, a certain threshold, the issue with that product is when you have big holes, uh, because it's like a plaque and you're closing in the arterial hole. Yeah, you know you're you're lining that hole with with a little little fine strings for fine fine particles, and it takes a long time to lay that plaque down and cl- slowly close that hole in. So it works really well when you've got you know linear cracks between you know things that are that are really close to each other, where where it's you know the, the, there's a lot of turbulence in the hole. So when it's a big open hole. 
uh, it's laminar and and the and the stuff just comes flowing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at that point. So yeah. so so yeah. So so yeah. You know, to, to answer your question, I, I think that we're making some uh, we're making some uh, so, some improvements. It's but incremental. Not a leader. Like, well, I, I wish they would become yeah, a leader. I yeah. I think, are they a leader? Yeah. I I mean, this is it. You know, I th- and I think that. This is the messy thing about uh, democracy. You know, we have, you know, we, we, you know, the pendulum swings from one side to the other. And, and believe it or not, the United States, doesn't matter if there's a Democratic or a Republican in-house, they've actually had consistent funding, uh, you know, since the, you know, since the uh, Jimmy Carter the era. Carter days. For, for solar uh, panels on the White House days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did take the solar panels. I know. Down, so. <laughs> you know, Reagan. Make no First mistake. day. <laughs> Get rid of those yeah. things. So, so uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that's what I mean is that it, there's such a big entity like the United States that there's so many products that are talking a lot of big things. And I still don't, I mean, I've had Hans on the show. Yeah, as you know as well. Yeah, yeah. and he he's a huge advocate about the system and about the boots on the ground. And it's about yeah. educating the tradesperson yeah, yeah. to try to get like no different than you said the welder that's conscious of those holes that are being per- perforated, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like until you get all that and everybody's in play and doing that stuff, did PCL hit their mark on that? They did. They totally. So yeah. we 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 started off. So the opening test was uh, eight fans, and on closing test, so we're again. I think it was a nineteen story plus a, a mechanical penthouse. Penthouses, because the the the, uh, the 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 elevator had a, a penthouse on top of the penthouse. Uh, guess how many fans uh, we needed to depressurize the entire building? How far? Like how many? We only needed one, one fan for nineteen stories plus for a nineteen story building, and it was a podium level that was big and wide. So yeah. who was the hero there? The air boss there? Like he well, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the guys at PCL, the project managers on the job site, were wow. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That only benefits. The end user, right? Yeah, they get they get superlative comfort. They get uh, a more quiet building. You know, if you live uh, in any, anywhere near a highway, uh, you know, like at nighttime, like I know, I know when I we had older windows in our house, I installed a triple pane window, and immediately I noticed a huge difference in the amount, just the amount of noise. And that feature alone sold me on triple pane windows. I'm like, there's no way. Because I installed some double pane and I installed some triple pane. And, and the can. triple pane made a huge difference. So I'm not going back. I'm not going back to double pane. What is I it, know like 50% more money? 10, or? 10 15%. Yeah, oh, okay, it depends. It's not on, that cr- right. yeah, no, it's not, it's not that huge. I mean, the, the, the issue is that the IGU becomes very heavy and mechanically you need a lot more structure to hold it. So there's no, there's no doubt about it. You know, it's 33% heavier you know it's it's bulkier and so you need you know closer spaced hinges you know if you've got casement windows uh, things need to be a little bit but you know the europeans have got that figured out they totally figured and it out. uh and generally speaking you know if you go to a, something more robust like a fiberglass window that has a lot more structure uh, uh you know not only will the window be more the window frame be, be more durable but because there's less movement, because it's fiberglass, it's uh, you know it's it's less prone to expansion contraction. Uh, it will be more durable by definition, as opposed to vinyl, which can be a little bit relaxed. And if you add a colorant to vinyl, you know sometimes it can be uh, you know it'll supercharge your construction business with Connect Team. In the fast-paced world of construction, keeping your finger on the pulse is essential. But who has time for the little things that consume most of our day? 
Upgrade your business management with Connect Team, the ultimate digital toolkit for construction managers and tradespeople. Why switch to Connect Team? Effortlessly track employee clock ins and outs. Ensure your team is aligned with their tasks. Make sure all safety PPE are being addressed and confirmed. Receive real-time updates from the field through digital forms and checklists. No more drowning in manual tasks. Step into the digital era. Connect Team offers a seamless platform to elevate your business management, giving you the freedom to focus on your growth. It's not fiction. It's Connect Team, your go-to platform for 2023 and beyond. Check out Connect Team at www.connectteam.com and on IG at Connect Team app. They, they can overheat and 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 and, and, really. and, 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 and distort. Yeah, yeah. So is it true though, Greg? I would just confirm because I think that that's what you taught me is that that triple pane primarily is the sound, or is the efficiency? Well, it's both. It's both. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's both. I mean, that that's just the benefit of it. You know, is is that is like I said, the sound. Uh, sound for me is you know when you come home, you don't want to hear. Then you know we live on a pretty quiet street, but you know we're a block and a half or two blocks away from Keel Street. You know, you can hear the dump trucks crashing down the hill, you know, just north of Bloor there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, you can, you know, you want, you, when you go home, you want to... You want quietness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just helps. You the know? other thing is, you correct me if I'm wrong, but spray foam is terrible for sound. Spray foam can be, uh, yeah, because it's so rigid, the sound is it travels through it. It, through it, it conducts sound. Whereas yeah. something dense and heavy like rock wool... Which you know is floppy and heavy. You know what it's like when yeah. you're putting that in the in the stud bay; it just falls out on your head. You know, yeah. uh, so or, but it or will trap interrupt. sound transmission. It, it it'll it'll absorb yeah because it's flexible. It'll absorb the yeah. uh, but but it, you know it has to be inst again installed properly, and and sound propagates through air. And if you've got air movement again, air sealing your envelope is going to stop noise from coming in from the street. It's going to stop moisture from migrating one way or the other. Uh, yeah, there's just so many benefits. You know, keep the humidity uh, in in the uh, wintertime. Uh, keep the humidity out in the air conditioning time, you know, during the summer. So, yeah, just making that discrete boundary between inside and outside. But also letting your house, like, breathe, I guess, in between the seasons. Sure. Well, Don't be afraid to open it up. Well, yeah, I, I, for sure. And I think that, you know, you mentioned it off the top with the smart membranes. You know, there's a lot of, you know, Hans sells, uh, uh, you know, amazing, yeah. uh, amazing products from Ziga that, uh, that, that are vapor open in one direction. Literally, you know, you can make a cup of water uh, out of the membrane in one direction uh, and then turn the writing inside out, make a, a second cup, and it'll, it'll leak in the one direction, but in the other direction, it won't leak. That's so, amazing. So it's a vapor open... Uh, and, and water is probably the bad, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, we shouldn't be talking about water necessarily more about vapor because the, you know, it's, we're talking about the air in, uh, in, in, you know, in the air that's, that, that's, that's in the, uh, you know, uh, yeah, vapor, not, not water. Form. So here's the huge question, Greg, is that I agree with you, build the home smaller, more comfortable, but how do you do that in North Americans mentality? where we want to try to, we've had plenty of architects on the show, like you can never have enough square footage. It's bad enough that they hate the fact that the wall itself takes square footage. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do, I do, because... Okay, we have so, to make that wall thicker? Why? Yeah, That's part no, no. of our square footage. So, 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 uh, so, and this is where I have a soft spot in my heart for renovators as opposed to builders. Builders who go to a, a farmer's field and, and have tabula rasa, right? They've, they've got a blank canvas 
And it's just like, you can be the Mozart, you can be, you know, the, <laughs> or the Picasso, you can do your own thing. But, but the renovator is, isn't given a blank canvas. No. They're given like, eh, you got some, you're going to have to paint over a little bit of lead paint over here. There's some brick. And it's, oh, by the way, you're going to have to make your, your canvas on top of this asbestos. Okay. So just make it work. Okay. And of course, it's like, it's like you, you, you've been given a hand of cards. You're at the table as a renovator, and, uh, but they're not showing you what cards you have. So you, <laughs> so you have to start playing. And only as you start playing do they start showing you the cards. You're like, oh, shit. Mm. Like, that's, that's what I, oh, man. You know? And that's where things just mushroom out for renovators because you don't know what you have until you start gutting the place. Especially in Toronto when you yeah. start opening up the homes that are 100 plus and you start discovering what's been done over the years. I guess what was the flavor of the month that time of year when people were trying to push? I mean, for example, CFLs. Like how many people were buying into CFLs, which we quickly learned that they're completely useless and they're harmful and they're, yeah, they don't know. have any place, well, right? It was a transition. I know, yeah. I know. We're, we're, we've got LEDs and, and we're trying to get rid of that. Now we've got, you know, now it's dealing with all the mercury that's in the bulbs. And it's just like, oh man. You know, and this is it. You know, in the evolution... We're gonna we're gonna stumble. We're gonna you know to make that omelet. We're gonna break a few eggs, yep. and you know yeah. that's. Uh, but yeah, you know, I and, and and getting back, you know, you know, you talked about spray foam. Spray foam is one of those things. It's a great technology when applied properly, but you know, it has some shortcomings. You know, like yeah. a, you know, do you do you do you rely on the spray foam going up against your window and creating a long term seal? You know, or do you have some kind of a transition between uh, the window frame and the spray foam? You know, and if you're just spraying between uh, studs. You know, how do we know that? And if you're relying on that spray foam to be your air barrier, and if it's not continuous, you know, if you're not going over, if you don't fur out your stud wall and go over the stud, you know, how do you, you know, if it's just between studs, so you've got basically a rectangle of foam in each stud cavity, you know, at some point the wood is going to pull over. Yep. It's probably, you know, Joe Stebrick says there are two kinds of windows. Windows that leak <laughs> and windows that will leak. <laughs> And what he means by that is that time uh, will wear everything down. You know, it's like that stone in the river. It's just a matter of time before the edges are run, you know, run smooth. Has anybody ever climbed Pisa, the tower? No. My or sister. any olders? Like the marble steps are all oh, contoured yeah. from the two yeah. going up and down, right? That's they locked it up, eh? They, the, that's it. Like Pisa is, it's off. Like it's leaning... The last time I was there, it was anchored. Okay. They had, it was insane. Like on the backside, it was probably one inch thick aircraft cable anchors hanging onto that thing. Jeez. And they were only letting so many people to go up there. And it was a challenge to climb that thing and get to the top. It's not very tall. It's a dinky little building. Yeah. But it was, it's leaning. Like when you're standing there, you're leaning. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. it had all this. So they locked it up, yeah? I, I, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I just read that. In the so news. in today's technology, there's no way that we can actually excavate and pump in some concrete underneath there or put some together and we don't know it's the money leave it to it's the italians just the money right <laughs> right it's all about money and and i, I, I and i mean you know anyways i, I i've never been so uh but it's beautiful but, to look at actually what's more impressive is the cathedral next to it if you enter that building that's stunning like that's that's awe-inspiring to look at that like the pisa is great but that cathedral next to it is absolutely gorgeous like mm -hmm. to walk into there so and that's on stable ground that's not leaning, but well, I, I, you know, I just I went to Europe for the first time, 
for the like, first time. Like, I, like I, I think I was telling this you this was earlier. recently because when yeah, I yeah, 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 I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. in like, September, yeah, let's come this back on the show, September, but I gotta yeah. go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so I uh, went there with two sisters and a brother. We we did the whole trip, you know, north of France, and uh, you know, like I said, you know, retracing the the steps of the that original ancestor yeah, that came from France, Pierre, 1647. And, uh, you know, finding a plaque in the church, you know, uh, uh, touring, touring the war memorials uh, in the north of France. Uh, Such history. Being pulled over by a cop in, in Belgium because I was, you know, mowing down pedestrians in a, in a, pedest- in a car-free zone. <laughs> Out of my way. They stopped you? Out of my way. They stopped you? They stopped me. And, 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 I, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And uh, were you reprimanded? No. I rolled down the window and uh, he starts talking to me. And immediately, you know, I, 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 I launch into my, my best Windsor French. <laughs> Windsor, Ontario, of course. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, the French has become diluted. Which just pisses them off even Di- further. Dilute. No, 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 no. No, it didn't. No, this is amazing. It really, because, it worked. Because he, he said, uh, uh, ah, monsieur. Uh, les règlements sont les mêmes en France, uh, en France comme ils sont ici. And I was like, I was like, uh, he thought I was French. And I was like, well, well, there you go. Brother and sister speak as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah. yeah, in our own little uh, patois. I French. thought maybe if but, they, if, but I've got sh- one sister who's really my twin. She's this. She like she's she lived in France for a couple years, and you know we learned the custom. You know that you got you got to know. The first thing you say, you don't you don't just launch into a question like, hey, where's this. You start every conversation with "Bonjour, Monsieur," "Bonjour, Madame," and then you ask your question. That interchange of the French are really particular. So, oh no crap! Uh, yeah. So, so there you go. So, so, so the the church next to Pisa Tower is the thing. Take a look at that if you get a chance. Right. The unfortunate thing is just lined with um, uh, tourists. No, not tourists. Little huts selling you anything and everything that's associated with that tower. Yeah, and um, it's just it's weird. Yeah, it's the same same thing with the, the the Eiffel Tower. And we went in the off season, and I was just stunned by you know the bridges. It was just like well, the Eiffel Tower is beautiful to look at a, at a engineering feat. It is. Like it I I was on the belly and I was looking underneath, and then I was every floor I would just stop and just check it out, and I was just like, this is insane that they built this this way that long ago, and on time, and Eiffel, on time, yeah. And it just gets repainted every so often. Yeah, that's yeah. all it does, right? I think it's. Con- I think the guy once he starts, he just goes right back to the beginning and starts repainting it all over again. It's just constantly being repainted. But yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, these are beautiful structures. But I mean, I'm sure that you can be in Belgium. Why are their buildings so much better than our buildings? And they're still there for centuries. Well, okay, so so I, I mean, they're not they're not they're not building with stick, right? So they're it's all masonry. You know, they're using a lot of that. Uh, what do they call it? Speed tile here in Canada. Like you'll see it in old farmhouses or older buildings. It's like a, it's like a, a red clay tile. They're extruded. Uh, so, so if you take a block and you look in them, they've got channels in them, right? Yeah. So, so, so you'll see a lot of older buildings, and they, they're using a lot of that in in Europe. So, there's too a, expensive to do that here, though. You can't. Well, yeah, and I think fire codes. I, I, it's just different. So, so there's this one Belgian bricky that my brother put. My my brother's a mason. Put me on to this one Belgian bricky who uh, who has amazing podcasts uh, uh, or YouTube YouTube channel, and you just see him, uh, you know, just rebuilding an arch or or whatever. But yeah, all of the stuff, it's all 
it's all masonry, you know. Uh, but they're, of course, including a lot of insulation, air barrier layers on, on you know, uh, onto it as well. But yeah, for sure. You know, we we spent a night in Bruges and uh, yeah, just, just that old architecture, you know. You know that the building it. you're in is like four or six hundred years old. But it's also, I guess when you walk in there, the air is different. Like it just feels... Yeah, I mean, okay, so so the, I think definitely a more temperate climate. In France, I noticed they didn't have any screens, bug screens. Uh, and to- bugs. toilet seats were optional in France. Toilet you know? seats were toilet optional? Toilet seats are optional. The bowl was still there? I, so that's one of the things, you when you cross into Belgium, they're a little bit more civilized than the French because they actually have toilet seats regularly, you know. Uh, uh, and then you go to the Netherlands and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, but, but yeah, no, I, uh, uh, but, but yeah, the windows are a lot of operable windows and the windows just stay open year round, you know? Uh, so there's, yeah, there's, like I said, there's no bug screens in France. And I, and I just wonder if the climate, you know, if they're saying that the, um, the, uh, uh, the conveyor belt, uh, what do they call that, 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 that heat, you know, the, the, the 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 large conveyor belt of heat in the in the ocean as as the warm ocean currents come to towards uh, uh, continental Europe and and England in particular bring a lot of warm moist air for Britain you know look at a map they're not getting any more sun than we are in fact they're getting less like yeah. London is I think is more far north than Toronto is of course it is yeah and uh, and so in terms of heating degree days I mean if that stops. I mean, they're going to get a lot of cold weather. And what happens if in France they all of a sudden get lots of rain and the mis? <laughs> Anyways, I'm just like you know. At least we have screens in Ontario, and we've like, like the black flies, mosquitoes. We've got any number of blood sucking uh, critters in Ontario critters that are stuff. So you know, but I mean, that's why right. I I did a post recently. I did a show recently. I was just talking about how we build here for boxes to stay stuck in these boxes, versus other parts of the world, like in Europe, they build to connect that nature with your box like you have it opened up so you can connect with the two mm. and i think that's that's where the basic difference is because your home is so stable and so comfortable over here we're constantly fighting to try to make it that way but for the most part i think we talked about this on the site a few times most homeowners leave their windows closed year round and just navigate their climate control systems mm-hmm. they go right from heating to cooling yeah, I mean, this is the weird thing about our climate in 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 Canada. We don't have the luxury of a dry. You know, for instance, did you know you could build a passive house more easily in Edmonton or Calgary, for that matter, than you can in Toronto? I would believe that. Yeah, and it the all has being? it all has to do with the amount of sun that you can harvest. Right, it's sunnier. In Calgary, in Alberta in general, in the Prairie provinces, is a lot sunnier than it is here in Toronto. We get a lot of, we get a lot of gray days. So we yeah. don't get that solar, you know, we can't, we, you know, you can have as much, as much south facing window as you want. But I mean, when the, when the sun's not shining through the clouds, then you're, you're not getting that heat coming into your building. So, uh, so yeah, you know, you're, you're not getting that net benefit year in, year out. Uh, or, or on a daily basis. Um, I remember when Hans, he was talking about it, how it wasn't that much more expensive to do a passive house. Yeah, and the, well, the, the problem is getting it certified. And, and I don't think that the, you know, you know, I don't think it's, a, it's I think that a building uh, using the passive, the, 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 the concepts of the passive house standard are, that's the important part. 
is just using all the logic, all the science behind that. Use that, leverage that to your advantage. And then as far as, you know, make it, you know, a, a, a green building advisor, uh, you know, a, 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 I'm trying to remember the uh, the editor's name at Green Building Advisor, Martin Holiday. He talks about the 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 the, the good enough house, you know, uh, and and the good enough house basically leverages all of the great ideas of passive house and makes a house that doesn't need like six inches of foam underneath the slab, you know. Put your two inches of foam underneath that one slab and then take the other four inches and put it under the next house, you know. So all the things that are made of out of carbon based, you know use it responsibly uh, and, and, and make a good enough house, you know? Uh, so his idea is make it tight, ventilate it right. So, but yeah, all this to say. The decision process and selecting your siding and colors can be challenging, which is why Fraser Wood Siding is here to make the process as simple as possible. Their beautiful pre-finished wood siding is made using high quality PEFC certified Canadian softwood and it's available in 17 profiles in unlimited colors. Supplied by the global leader in paints, Sherwin-Williams. With distribution all over Canada, USA and Europe, Fraser Wood Siding can help you achieve your desired look no matter the style. Visit their website www.fraserwoodsiding.com and check out their products online. You can even request a sample directly from the website. Simply click the request a sample link and fill in your information and your sample will arrive in just a few days. Fraser Wood Siding, get inspired. That, uh, that, that our season here in Toronto, getting back to your, 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 your question about, you know, our window for opening windows is really small because we're, we go from... Not for me. We, we go from cold yeah. to, uh, to humidity, you know? And, and, and my wife and I, we finally, just last year, we had an air conditioner put into uh, uh, our, our house. I've lived without air conditioning now for my entire life. So this is the first house that I live in with air conditioning. And I will say that, uh, uh, you know, the basement has always had that small, you know, and it's, my basement's fully insulated. It's always got that slight moldy smell. I've got two kids that as soon as they come home, from university or or my son from his place they get they get a blocked up nose and, I, and as a building envelope guy i just feel so sad about it i'm like how did i fail my children <laughs> you know <laughs> but i but but definitely controlling that humidity in the summertime and stopping that mold from happening you know and elevating the surface temperature making sure that the surface temperature of all the surfaces inside your house are at least at a you know more than you know 13 14 degrees celsius because otherwise you know that basement slab you know i my back basement slab underneath the the, the kitchen uh you know it's uh it's insulated it's not heated okay whereas the the front of the house it's all original there's no insulation at all so so you know the the heat is constantly be drawn out of the house and those surface temperatures get cold and it's just a matter of time over the course of a summer that mold starts growing on the tile. It's tile. I don't have carpet anywhere near, uh, you know, the basement floor, but literally you'll have mold growing on the tile. And I don't, it's not a lot. It's not a, it's, it's enough to just remind you that, yeah. But it's just because you're, you're noticing what the house is doing and that's why it's, yeah. yeah is it know. worth demolishing that slab and insulating it? Yeah, well, I, I mean, if I was to do it over again, I, I might. Okay. I, I Like, Manny, I think that you and I can be humble enough to sort of say, you know, 
I, I've had a few regrets of some of the stuff that I've done, you know, and would I go back and, and do it differently? Absolutely. You know, like I regret not putting in an, uh, an HRV, you know, at least plumbed in the ductwork in the main and main and basement of our, of our house, just as, just to, just to get that, that constant ventilation, you know, uh, get that air moving around. I know, I know you've taught me that I'm a big fan of skylights. Yeah. Right. But I know that you're not particularly keen on the tunnel skylight and I don't do that. I try to vault up the ceiling to get it as high as possible. Yeah. But I do notice that I have far fewer days of using any AC. Like the AC will only kick in when it's around 28 to 29 degrees, but because that skylight is still circulating that air. And that's why once the temperature gets to a certain point, windows are open, skylights are open. You're, you're moving this right, air. Right. Okay. So, 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 so that, that strategy is how old is your house? 80s. 80s. Okay. So it's insulated. So, yeah. So just regular pink. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, but at least, so, so the top two floors of my house are still, it's still, you know, 1913. So double brick. Double with brick. So, so yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm getting to it, okay? I'm, don't give me that look. <laughs> just no, take, it's great. Take time. We've no, only been in, we've only been in the house well, twenty five years. We, we talk about because you'll have to sacrifice, I guess, that space, right? Yeah, that's well, the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked about that earlier. You said, you know, like, and this is the problem, especially in you know when you're dealing with a, and that's where I started my whole uh, diatribe on uh, on on my sympathies go with renovators, is because. In, in renovations, you know, the renovators like, yeah, we'll just fur out with two by six to meet the building code, and and the homeowner like, you're gonna take out my, <laughs> you're gonna add another six, another three inches, six, well, technically seven and a half inches, I guess. You want to okay. stay away. So so well, I mean, subtract subtract what was there, go back to the brick, and then you know, so so there's you know maybe maybe two and a half inches of uh, of you know from the paint in, you know, maybe. Uh, Maybe 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 an inch and three quarter. So at least you know, t take take could, that. Would you have to go two by six, or could you get it with two by four? Oh no no, I I, I would probably do something a, a little bit more creative and, okay. and 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 go heavy on a higher density R value. So I would go with something like a foam board or or spray foam, and that's the the application that's perfect for spray you know spray foam. For in in my opinion, a lot of people and I, you know, and I'm a tree hugger. But a lot of tree huggers would be like, "Oh, Greg, shame on you for using a, a carbon-based uh, foam." You know, and, and I mean, the good to 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 you know, and, and I kind of feel like, okay, well, you know, these are some of the compromises we make. You know, and, and at least now the global warming potential in the new varieties of spray foam is uh, is, is 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 significantly lower, if not mm -hmm. GWP of one, uh, which is what you. You know, which that's is what you where are. I go back to the beginning, where it's not a one-trick pony for one company has all the products or all the solutions. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. When it comes to navigating this conversation with a client, you have to have a mixed bag of products, so to speak, because yeah. then it could be used that way too. And I'm still, I'm using less foam, but it's still being used. I love trees. I love saving energy. I love low utility bills. I love all that stuff. But I, I don't like that the marketing machine is just driving into the young trades. Use this one system. It's bulletproof across the board. That's not a real statement. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I think time and again, you know, uh, yeah, yes. I, 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 I appreciate that you view foam, spray foam in particular, with a... Um, with a leery eye. And I think yes. that, 
that that's what a that's what a responsible contractor does is that they 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 look at the long term play of their actions and the products that they weave into the envelope of their house, and they know that okay, I can't rely on that later layer. I have to add another layer that's going to be more continuous than spray foam. And spray foam could be continuous if it was monolithic, like if you had one continuous coat, but it's rarely applied like but that. That's more commercial applications where you start seeing it happening on the outside of a structure. On the outside. And, and the whole thing is being covered yeah, and all the, the, the anchor points are just The being brick left. ties are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? So yeah. that makes a lot of sense, but that's not custom resi. No. And I just think that, I mean, sometimes HGTV is at fault for doing this because they just mandate... We're going to spray foam. So it's all tight. Yeah. Perfectly great. Everything's wonderful. That's not roll the dice and you all of a sudden got a seven. It's perfect. No, that's not the perfect solution for everything. And, and you know, getting back to your, your question, you know, are we behind the eight ball here in North America? You know, for sure, you know, on, on the prefab uh, situation, there's a lot of experimentation or a little bit of experimentation going on in Ontario with prefab. Uh, prefab is, there's a couple of big companies in the States and panelized systems in, in, in Europe, definitely it's happening. For sure, for sure, for sure. And it's a lot more popular there. But I, uh, I just have to share with you the one, one story. I'm not going to divulge any names or addresses. Are you uh, a fan? Uh, of pan, panelized systems? I'm a fan until I see the connecting points. And, and, and this is, and, and so, so, so let's, <laughs> let, let's come back to that in one minute. So, okay. so you're asking me if I'm a fan. I, I love the fact that you could possibly close in a building envelope within a within a few short days yes if everything goes off right right so so and but this is the problem with panelization is that you know you're starting from the ground up and you're relying this is where you must trust and be vigilant of your foundation guys mm -hmm. because if that foundation is a few inches longer or a few inches shorter those panels get shipped in, and next thing you know, that panel is is projecting out over the foundation edge, and or you know, if if the foundation wall wasn't uh, level, that whole panel is doing this next to this panel, and now you've got this gap, or you got to shore it up, you know, grout it. It's like it becomes a shit show. Now it's a so, band aid. So so yeah. So 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 when you're going with panelized systems, there is that aspect. But I love the fact that you can close in the building really quickly. Having said that, I mean, you tell me what's the fastest you ever see you you've ever seen a house be uh, framed and closed in with plywood? Uh, ply a custom house? Yeah, custom house easily like five six months. Okay. Five six months just a frame. Oh, but, but no, I mean, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about get it to roof, windows, exterior cladding. Okay, so I'm so I'm just talking about if you're just talking about Mother Nature and just the roof itself, just, framing just, and roofing. Just just, just 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 putting on the sheathing. Six weeks. Six weeks. That's pretty fast. Yeah, that's pretty fast. So you know you, you can get, get a frame. You, you can get, get a, a good frame. Story, yeah, a frame after the foundation's done, you can get it framed and the roof on. Six to eight weeks. You're shedding, on. you know, you're, you're dried in. You can store some stuff inside, somewhat yeah. secure. Your windows may not be in. But, I mean, you can cut your windows. You, you, you can cut the sheathing after the fact. Yeah. You know, so, 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 so all this to say, my story about panelization. So, here's the situation. Custom house. They tear down, tear down the old bungalow and uh, build the foundation. Uh, I think they used ICF in the foundation, which is fine. Uh, brought their membrane up, and uh, these uh, 
these 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 panels came in. So they were uh, it's a it's a traditional uh, wood framed house. So platform platform frame, right? It's all the stuff that we all know. Uh, platform, and then on top of that, you have got your 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 wood framed wall. Uh, so they crane in these pieces that already have the air barrier on the outside, and the air barrier is uh, beautifully wrapped, like a Christmas present. Okay, okay? And it's beautifully wrapped, and you know uh, all five sides except the face of it. The face was wrapped with something else. Okay, okay? and they, it was filled with rocks or rock wool. So these get delivered to the job site, and so now these panels are maximum. Uh, Maybe, maybe eight feet wide, six okay. to eight feet wide. So they're smaller panels that are coming off the truck. They're creating, they're they're flying them in, off the truck, and putting them on. Now comes the shit show. So now these are just individual panels with a beautiful European uh, uh, weather-resistive barrier uh, on the outside that is also the air barrier. So each one of them, as a separate component. Has an air barrier assist, an air barrier. It's a beautiful piece of sample. It's now, <laughs> now we have to knit all of those pieces together. So somebody has to come by after that fact and tape between all those panels. Okay, roll, roll, roll. Tape it, press it in, roll it. Make sure that the the, the adhesive is pressed in. And 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 I always say you don't know, like it. It helps if uh, you can. You can make your air barrier look tight and organized like a Christmas present to like somebody special, okay? So it should look like the best birthday present, beautifully wrapped, crisp, clean lines, no no wrinkles, right? Spend the half a day on TikTok and just do gift wrapping <laughs> search. <laughs> That's your education to exactly. seal a house. Okay. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. I understand it. Make it but look that doesn't nice. happen. Make it look nice. Okay. So so along comes the junior guy, the least, you know, the, probably given to some labor. It's like, here, take this, take this expensive roll of Swiss made tape uh. and like just put it on there. And this guy's like, uh, you know, kind of like just jamming it in there. And it's and it's look it looks like a shit show. Okay. So and then things are reverse lap, you know. So they uh, you know, maybe they started from the top. Oh, ran out of tape. I'm going to grab another piece of tape, right? It's, it should be like a shingle. All of your membranes, your membranes need to drain the rain. <laughs> you know, you get a fish mouth in there. And next thing you know, the little fish mouth is, uh, is this holding that water back? And it's just a matter of time before the uh, Was there nobody on site that understood all this? Or I went back to this job site many times. And we're talking about... It just got worse and worse. An owner that loved building energy efficiency. They had an architect. And, and yeah, it was just sad. It was sad because... Uh, and consistently, when I would go to the job site, the architect would be there and the builder would be there. And I'm saying, okay, guys... Uh, which of these two is your air barrier? Is it the membrane on the inside or the membrane on the outside? The architect would say, outside. And I'd talk to the builder and he'd say, no, no, it's the inside. And I was like, holy fuck, who's on first base here? <laughs> like, really? You guys, this is a shit show. And, and right until the, last, until the last stitch of drywall, you know, it was just flirting with, you know, getting close to, you know, uh, you know the, the target air leakage rate. 
But you know something, it could have been it could have been executed so much more simply. So all this to say that panelized systems have the promise of being able to deliver a superb building envelope. But you know that that exterior sheet membrane, there's a reason why it comes on a roll, on in a long roll. Because you put it on in as few pieces as possible. You know, you need two guys. One holds the roll, one's sticking it, you know, peel and stick. You two guys that are aware of what they're doing. Two guys you that are aware. You can't just throw the junior and just get this done. Yeah. And you then need to educate them. Lap your joints. Lap yeah. your joints so you're draining the rain, just like a shingle. Like, everything's got to drain. Even under even under the brick or under the siding. Every, you know, they're flashing guy. They had a flashing guy there that was brilliant. You know, uh, they, 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 had to, they had to let go of one of their flashing guys. The guy's like, no, it's impossible to do that. I can't do that. You know, they were like, all right. They let him vent and they let him get off the job. And they just hired, they hired a new guy. This new guy just made beautiful pieces of flashing to accommodate, you know, the layers of insulation because the flashing had to join underneath layers of rock wool that were put on the outside of the building. So I thought like, especially window guys that I've been noticing, they're better educated now. I mean, like, it wasn't that long ago that window openings didn't have anything. It was cut the tie and tape it back and then drop the window in place. And you yeah. have those corners all exposed with bare wood. Now we're getting a little more savvy where some sort of membrane is being applied, hopefully with a primer, and then rolled, yeah. and then dropped into place the window and properly installed at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is nice to see. Yeah, no, that for sure, for sure. You know, the, 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 what they call the transition joint between the rough opening yeah. and the and the window frame. Yeah, I mean, that joint is so key. You know, if it, it, it's it's one of those primary uh, joints that just takes, it takes a beating because the, 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 the envelope is moving at a different rate than the window is. Um, and it's, 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 it might see rain. <laughs> yeah. It'll for sure see heat. It'll see cold on one side, hot on the other side. It'll see humidity. You know, there's gradients in temperature, gradients in humidity uh yeah it sees it all and then for and you mentioned it earlier too you know how long does it take you to close in the building will your air barrier system if it's on the outside can it weather six months or a year and a half there's you actually know? an expiration on it, right? Like there is there is you, you got seeing the logos fading i think you're way yeah. beyond the expiration yeah, yeah. at that point yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah but it's just it's interesting that you're getting a lot of um it's 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 cool education being shared which i like but also, there still needs to be an understanding of those trades, whether it's the framer, the cladding person, whether that's a mason or a siding, um, the window installer, like, and also having a, I think every build, first of all, should have a person like you, a consultant. You should have, that's part of it. Like, you've got the architect, you've got the designer, you've got the builder. You should have a consultant. You yep. should have a building consultant talking about what, what, what we have to be conscious of. Yeah, or, or, or at least have... Uh, the project manager on this, the, you know, the uh, site super project manager on the job site, that person, you know, they got to take charge. And, 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 you know, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I've been, I've been thinking about this. It'd be kind of fun to uh, have a, uh, a blur door training session. Cause I, I do feel if you're a medium sized builder, you should probably own a blur door. I agree. Invest in a blower door. You know, maybe you find it on Kijiji. It doesn't have to be uh, measuring quality, you know, high precision. What you're looking for is just a fan to identify air leakage. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll leave it out there. You know, if, if, people, if, you're, if any of your trades people want to contact you and they, they buy an old... 
<laughs> they buy an old uh, blower door off Kijiji or, uh, you know, on, on, on eBay or something like that. And, in, and they need it to be uh, fixed or whatever. I, I can help them get it up to snuff. A lot of, you know, it's a good, but, but point, also, Greg. but also having training. Like if you wanted to order, organize a builder training session uh, in the lab at uh, TMU, uh, I'd be really happy to sort of pull something like that together. And in, in the in in my off hours, you know, I can come in on a Saturday or something. Well, we'll figure it out because it's like I think that makes a lot of sense to have that tool in your arsenal. Yeah, yeah. No, I as I, a builder, I, 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 and I, say that you are aware of it too, that you know how it works and the purpose behind all of it. Yeah, because you can test an individual window. Like I can put in a, uh, I could put my blower door if I have my own blower door without the, you know, without this uh, your the consultant because. What you want to do is you want to avoid surprises. Yeah. And if you want to test something, you've got a new, uh, you know, you know, let's say you've got a, a new uh, a type of tape that you're using between your transition joint and you want to test your method. What, what's better? Is it caulking? Is it spray foam? Is it, you know, uh, is it tape? Uh, which one of them will be the most durable or the most effective? Or is my technique in, in, in doing it an effective seal? Well, you can literally take your blower door, put it on the bedroom door of that one room. You'll be able to see right there. And just, just put that one room under pressure and then get on the outside. You can buy a smoke pencil uh, online for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Oh, there's plenty. You know? and, and, plenty and of stores that sell something that smokes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for <laughs> sure. For sure. For sure. You know, I test windows. I, I, I test windows professionally for air and, and water uh, penetration. I, you know, uh, I've done that for a number of years and I've done, you know, six months ago, this past summer, I was, uh, I was testing windows with, uh, with a colleague. So, uh, so yeah, I'm still trying to keep sharp. So Which is there. good that you're doing that. Get I, out there and test buildings. I so. want to ask you, Greg, do you find that all of these laneway and the ADUs that are being built now that it's all passed, they're building them a lot tighter than they than homes were being built? Or are they just going over, way over beyond? Can you go way over? It, it's a good question. And and I and sadly, I, the last laneway house that I tested uh, in, 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 the, in, in the city of Toronto that was maybe about the time that I, I knew you. And oh, really? So, so I don't have a lot of current information. The, most of the testing that I'm doing now, uh, if I'm doing any physical testing, it's actually uh, on larger buildings, commercial buildings, either windows or or most often, you know, I, I got a bit of a high side hustle where I help a couple of uh, uh, guys do a big, big building envelope testing. It's kind of okay. my, it's kind of my specialty, you know, not a, not a lot of guys uh, do it, but uh, but, you know, have they figured out the problem with the balconies being stuck out and yeah. sealing those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can, you can make it rain <laughs> and that problem goes away, right? Uh, so When I bring up the laneway because there's a lot of on-site panelization going on to get those two sidewalls that are right next to the neighbor's yeah. garage where you've got no space whatsoever. So it has to be completely done. Yeah, and and then everything's got to be overlapped so you can connect it to, right? I, I, you know, we had, an, so a neighbor of ours in the High Park area, uh, she was just stunned because her neighbors got a permit to build an ADU in their backyard. And they're handing them out like candy. And, and, and she was like, oh my gosh, like, so 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 I went back there and I was and I was like, holy shit! They're building on the lot line, like, <laughs> like I was just right like, there. Like I thought there was a like. How nope. come you can't do that with houses? Uh, yeah, it's a good point, but they haven't passed that one yet. Anyways, I I was just I yeah. Was, all the laneways are being built like that now. I was just shocked. I was like, wow. Anyhow, that's uh, 
So, so I see them build those wall assemblies and then they throw on the insulation, they throw on the exterior sheathing or whatever the insulation, then they throw on their cladding and then everything's overlapped and then they tie it all in on, on the accessible sides. Yeah. But you have to build those two. Yeah. This, this is the only way you can do it. Yeah. Once it goes up, it's done. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't done properly, you're yeah. going to have a leak at that point. But as, yeah. as soon as you get all four up, you should be testing it. To find out if there is a problem at that point. Yeah, yeah, and then I, go from I, there. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I mean, I, I don't like part nine. Certainly, in the OBC, it's not mandated that you have to do an air tightness test. And, and like I said, it's the ironically, it's the lowest hanging fruit that anyone is ever going to have in terms of building envelope energy efficiency. It's like even more so in large buildings, but I, but I mean, in in low rise, you know, if you're talking, uh, let's say. It costs you. I don't know what the running rate for a residential air tightness test. You can probably get it as low as you know three hundred bucks. Stuff. But like I said, if you're a builder, just buy your own. Buy, buy your own, own gear you yourself. You know? You'd actually look um, like a rock star at that. Yeah, point. no, no, for sure. You could test your own stuff or share it with a couple of building uh, building envelope companies yeah. or, or building renovators. You know, you can share share that resource. Buy one amongst a dozen of you, whatever you all yeah. network together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, OHBA should maybe consider. You know, buying one and oh, there's a little bit of shuffling going around there right these days, oh. eh? Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I used to teach there. Well, we uh, had Luca Bacci on the show, and then a few months later, he was okay. resigning, right? So okay, okay. A lot of people well, resigning. Yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> I, I was I was doing the further new builders. I was teaching building science and project management, and uh, did that for a good you know five seven years, and uh, and uh, but that that gig ended. You know, I was it, was it was interesting to see the face of builders in in the GTA change. You know, I kind of, I got like, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. I get the sense that if you want to be a good builder in Toronto, two things happen. One of two things happen. Either you keep on fighting the battle to be a good builder. And when I say good, I mean, build properly, seal it, build it efficiently, all that stuff. Or you just become like every other builder, the majority of them, and you become the villain. Because the profit takes over at that point, and you basically feed into OBC. OBC, as you know, is not, it's not perfect. It's behind, and it needs to be improved. But the truth is that if we started forcing a lot of these builders that build track building and condos and everything like that, like we've seen this shitstorm that's going on in condos and how it's built and how things are just cut corners. And there was a recent video where I saw where a whole ceiling was falling down. Like, so we, we don't even know how things are being built because they're quickly, trades are not speaking to each other, site supers not speaking to each other. Like, they're not, people are not paying attention. So if you try to fight that battle, you'll eventually become the villain or you're going to continuously fight that battle for the rest of your construction career. I don't know how many people that want to fight that battle. I tried it over and over, but it was always, the battle was always lost the moment that the clients wanted to get the money placed elsewhere. And I'm talking about decorative. Like you said, like earlier on, you can still make a beautiful system home beautiful. Like you can fit it with all these finished, nice trims and all that other stuff. But it's hard to educate the homeowner. I think it's easier to educate the trades. They want to try, but then they're going to have to try to charge you more now because they're going to spend more time. Mm -hmm. Like every mechanical trade is going to have to be conscious of where they do their runs. We talked about that when you're on my sites. We talked about best routes for mechanical rerouting certain things because of mechanic because of the envelope right we like these are all conversations so i you could sometimes see it in certain trades when they're on the site and their wheels are spinning their head going this is just going to take longer i'd rather just come in here and just drill 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 
install, get my done, you know, like pass my inspection, my rough, and then move on to the next stage. Yeah. But then you get this other builders that are like you and they want to build consciously and they want to make an effort. But uh, how many battles can you fight that? Attention contractors, welcome to the future of construction resource management with our platform where you can easily buy, sell, or rent tools, equipment, and materials with fellow contractors. Say goodbye to wasted time and resources. Need that specialized equipment for a specific project or want to earn extra income from your underused resources? This platform has you covered. With its user-friendly interface and a vast network of trusted contractors, you'll find what you need or make your resources work for you seamlessly. Join the construction community that's changing the game. Visit them online at altlaborsolutions.com and start optimizing your resources today. Alt Labor Solutions, where contractors connect and resources thrive. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I I, I know uh, I, I know of one uh, renovator who's been pushing. You know, he's been fighting the good fight uh, for 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 years now. Who's that? Uh, uh, greening homes. Greening uh, homes. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So uh, you know, Chris Phillips. You know, I've I've seen him go through. You know, like feast and famine. You know, and it's it's like. Has he been it, on the fence of like just? I got to change my business. Well, he has definitely uh, changed the way that, you know, he used to, used to have staff. He used to have a cadre of staff. You know, it wasn't, uh, uh, it wasn't piecework. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, he had, he had staff that he would just pay an hourly wage to, and they worked a 40 hour. And, and I think that, uh, that it's, it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. You know, a you got to find the client who buys into, uh, you know, a, a, his his brand of uh, of uh, of renovation. You know, high performance yep. uh, and uh, uh, low carbon type of deal, type of approach. Uh, but there's there's a price tag to pay for that. You know, and I think that uh, for sure, for sure, for premium builders, uh, yeah, I mean the especially over the last couple of years, you know, with prices going, you know, it, it speaks to the dysfunctionality of, uh, uh, of, of, of our system, you know, of, of, of the, um, the way we procure goods over, you know, like <laughs> right down the, you know, you couldn't buy HRVs because there was a chip shortage. No, I <laughs> you know. know I mechanical am. equipment. You know, there's still hiccups in that, you know, still getting, uh, you know, this, this, it's still a cop out for, you know, some thermostats is like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't, don't have, you know, the, or waiting for that, you know, the, I don't know, is it the longshoreman strike finally resolved in BC? Or? I have no idea. But okay. Okay. Anyhow. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm probably not the right person to talk to, uh, but, but my guess is that, uh, uh, you know, fighting the good fight, it's, it's hard when, you know, like when you have kids or, you know, if you've got a mortgage to, to feed yourself, uh, you know. You're running a business and you're trying to, like, like we've had some great conscious builders on, on the show here talking better ways of building. But it's a fight that you are constantly going to be fighting with the homeowner. When you go in, guns a blazing, you want to build this forever home properly and make it last generations totally. But then you start talking about a 10, 15% budget increase. And, and when things start to get tight, you start sacrificing certain things. Mm-hmm. And these are all things that we're talking about on the show today. You need to do these at this time. Because if you don't do it now, then that home is not going to ever be at its optimum. Like it's way too expensive later on to do it at that point. Yeah, 
Yeah. And there's no reason to do it at that point. I would I would object to doing it at that point. That, yeah. that now is the time to do it. To figure out the ceiling, the membranes, the windows, the insulation, the slab, the roof, all that stuff, right? It's front end loading, right? Yeah, it's hundred percent. In, in in your design uh, in your design approach, you want to, you want don't, don't hobble yourself. Like think of, think, think of the future. And that's what, that's what maybe separates a good builder from a bad, from, from a mediocre builder is, uh, is a good builder just thinks about that whole life cycle, the, uh, the, 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 the durability of the, of the envelope, the ease of maintenance, uh, and, you know, like, well, I was thinking of putting in solar panels, you know, like, is that tube going from, you know, the, attic to your uh, where a future battery bank might go or you know or, or run in the outside I, I, anyways uh maybe that was a bad example but but yeah you know just 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 future proofing your house i think is uh, certainly would be a great thing and uh, yeah again that's i think there's that, lots of stuff i i wanted to ask you um i i i'm always a renovator than a builder i've never gone into the world of building just that whole that's a different mindset i think there i would become fighting a battle that I will never win, right? Because I'll always try to build it better. I think one of the first conversations we had, I was like, I'd love to get a track home, buy both of them exactly the same, don't get any upgrades whatsoever, buy it right off the builder, and then go into one of them and completely change everything. Rip out all the drywall, change all the insulation, change the windows, change, add an HRV, like all that shit, and just prove the difference between the two structures, right? Mm. That never happened. I don't think the government's ever done that, but... If you were to just be conscious about doing that one single room, if you're doing a remodel and you're doing a renovation and you want to just do one room, is that still better than doing nothing at all? Or is that, is that wasting dollars and wasting time and effort? If you're just furring out that one wall or those three walls belonging to that room and you're trying to figure out more bad or more insulation in the attic or whatever, if it's a second floor room, like think, is it worth it to do just the one room? Yeah. Uh, so 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 if I understand you correctly, you're you're, you're asking the, the the question is if I've got an old house uninsulated, let's say I've got that bungalow uninsulated, in a tobacco, strap in or, or Scarborough and yeah. yeah. So for sure, I think that if if you if you can only afford to do one house or one room at a time because of time constraints or or finances, then yeah, do it. My, my do brother, the one room. My brother was doing that down in Windsor. He. He's a, 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 a shop teacher, you know, mechanic by trade. He's now sh- uh, works at a local high school shop trade. So summertime, he's, you know, guts like one room, uh, insulates it. I agree with you. I, I then, do that. You know, but but then, you know, he'll leave a flap of membrane that he can pull over on the next side, right? <laughs> and continue that membrane, and continue right? It, yeah. So it's all about just making sure that you've got that long-term plan and you know uh, where that, just, just, just get your narrative arc for your renovation you know how long are you going to stay in the house because if you're only going to be there for five years then forget it you know like go to go to cuba every summer or every winter i don't know i know, know but when we're talking about doing these systems and building the homes better and being more educated i throw out the forever home argument like it's not going to be our forever home so we shouldn't spend it because the thing is at that point it's 10 15 of the budget that's the increase of it so i don't think if you're spending let's say you're doing a second story Hundred grand on your rental. Let's say it's like a bigger master, and you're doing an ensuite, and then you're doing a nicer bathroom for the kids, and then then you're just doing the trim in the kids' bedrooms, and that's your second floor. Hundred thousand dollar budget. It goes to one hundred and ten to one hundred and fifteen thousand. Now you could probably do the attic. You could probably do the windows. You could probably even fur out the walls, add more insulation. I think it's worth it. 
I totally think it's worth it. And then prepare for the main floor and do the exact same thing at that point. Mm, mm. So, but I think it's like, I joke on the show where I want to create like a leaflet, but it's becoming fast, a, a phone book thick of things that homeowners need to be educated about. And I think that you taught me this where a thermal cam, a smoke test, once you see a dwelling that you're renovating, you're working on, and you see where smoke is coming from, you can see holes that you, were, that you can't see. You can only see it through the smoke. But also the fact of that thermal cam where you're walking around and you're seeing what's hot, what's cold. Yeah. And especially it's, it's beautiful in the colder seasons, right? Yeah. Winter months to actually do that. Once you start absorbing that knowledge and you're realizing what's working, what's not working, that's information that needs to be given to the homeowner to explain to them that's where your 1015 is going. Yeah. And the yeah. benefit associated with that where how much time do you spend in your house in the winter months, in the summer months? How much time? How many more people are working from home? We learned no all kidding. that through the pandemic. No kidding. And then they quickly realized that a home wasn't feeling good for them. And they were feeling like, I don't want to be in here anymore. I want to get out. Well, that's because your home is not breathing right. And so there's something wrong with your home. You didn't hire the right builder to build a house properly. So I think that you got to educate the homeowners first about the potential yeah little yeah. things well yeah no for sure for sure i i and i and i think that's the that's the problem uh right now is uh is is where the market is shifting and uh, uh you know slowly but inexorably shifting like so for instance now uh you know since 2000 i think 2012 the code changed where we went from bathroom exhaust fans to now you need it. Now you need heat recovery in your bathroom, in, in your, in your exhaust, in your ventilation system, and you're putting it in an HRV, right? So, so, so I think since 2012, the, the building code has been, uh, you need an HRV. So those are the kinds of changes that just take a long time to trickle through. Uh, uh, and, and because a homeowner doesn't understand. So, so for instance, so you can install an HRV, that is just added to the ductwork of an existing furnace. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and it just piggybacks on the ductwork of an existing furnace. Well, th there's, there's real compromises to doing that as opposed to have a, a fully de dedicated ductwork system where you're treating the ventilation with, uh, you know, a huge amount of respect and you're saying, okay, we're going to have, uh, we know that each bedroom is going to get a supply of X amount, you know, uh, over the course of the, the entire year when that unit is running. Yeah. <laughs> of course, when it's unplugged, it doesn't run. Uh, but um, And when you don't clean the filter. And, and when you don't, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Maintenance is everything, right? Um, um, but but, but when, when you piggyback on an existing uh, furnace, then, you know, you, now, now you're, you're blowing air into an existing ductwork and one part of the house is going to, you know, we don't know which, one part of the house isn't going to get more ventilated than another. And it leads to inequities in, uh, in the ventilation system. So for sure, you know, again, so that took me like 15 minutes. To, and you know, no, you yeah. know your stuff, you know, you know stuff about HVAC, but now you're dealing with, dealing with a homeowner and you're trying to sort of say, like, what's my value added proposition here? And so you need to, you know, you almost need a fact sheet for a fact sheet for every aspect of a house you know, but none of it, Greg, looks pretty. Isn't that isn't that the crappy part? Well, to them, to me, it looks drop dead stunning, gorgeous. Yeah. Well, like to me. Yeah, I, I, and I think 
I think there, there are some people that will, you know, when they see a brand new car, the first thing they do is open up the hood. Uh. But that's like one in 10, right? <laughs> that's one in 10. Like that's, that's me. I might go in there and say, oh man. I look, get the same feeling when at, you walk on look the, at the second on that floor thing and the basement and they're within one degree of each other. I get the same mm. excitement. Because we grew up as kids, basement being probably 10 degrees cooler, <laughs> right? And then the the second floor was like 10 or 20 degrees hotter, depending yeah. on the season or whatever. Yeah. It was just like, that was so norm. And then when we started achieving our you know work and you start doing testing and you're getting AC and all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're going, it's within one degree, man. Yeah. It's amazing. That, that is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, especially you know if it's a sunny day outside yeah yeah Yeah. and i mean that's the that's that is the litmus test right there the worst thing i have in the summer months is when i go in the backyard and i hear all these acs just kicking in almost like a belt driven generator you know you know that sound right i do and it's just like one after and then it just kind of kicks in and you're like one house two house three house and then Usually the same homes that you start seeing the roofs and well, you start see, seeing the rafter lines and and this is it the old square ACs the old yeah you know the old North American boxes cool cool right was it cool right with a K cool uh, right I don't cool, know. Uh, keep right or keep right or yeah, yeah yeah keep well, right yeah and, and not 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 to not to shame any brand but yeah the, the old the old boxes the North American ones are particularly bad at that that compressor just kicking kicking in, in. it was kind of like hey uh, Johnny just just put the cheapest compressor you can possibly get you know and it sounds like an idling truck it reverbs through you the know, whole whereas, house whereas you know a lot of the the Korean Japanese uh, you know the, the 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 you know those heat pumps coming out of uh, uh, Asia you can stand right next to them and have literally have a conversation they're, they're quiet. so quiet you know yeah. not all of them but a lot of them are but yeah no i mean this is it Manny, soon i live with our air conditioning uh, you know, f- forever, and we live, you know, on a on a on a street in the High Park area. You hear, you know, you hear the guys coming back from the bar. You know, the, the, every summer we used to have a guy who would who would just sing, and he had a beautiful voice. He would sing. He's the guy. I'm going to try and find him. I'm going to bring him on the show <laughs> sure. because just as an opener, sure, as an know? opener, uh, I'm sure he's got a story to tell. So so, uh, uh, but but yeah, you know, there's a connection with the neighborhood, but but but. Absolutely, the noise that you and so that's one of the things with having windows open during the summer in a tight neighborhood because they're all brick semis, three-story brick semis in in a neighborhood. They're all just lined up. You can hear the air conditioners churn away. You know, they all so, just pop off every yeah. time. So, so and my so, thought process is, I see how poorly built, insulated, or sealed those homes are. Yeah, and I think I think my gosh, could you imagine if they had a a lower load because they added, you know, and could you imagine if I had triple pane windows in my bedroom instead of stupid double pane? <laughs> we we had an arborist on the show recently and he talked a lot about trees. Yeah. And I'm I'm a huge fan of like you park a bunch of trees around your home and you'll cool your house out down as well too. No kidding. And and it's also he also talked about a TED talk that I actually still have to watch. Um, I've got uh, I'll I'll share it on the show. It's been shared on the show, but he talks about the the mental health connection about having trees, and and people and he, he it's an interesting conversation that yeah. we had. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not a tree hugger, but I love trees. So it's just there's other ways to make your home feel a lot better without just a standard buy all these tools and put them on and and that's it i just don't think the box is the sense is not the answer you know what i mean it's amazing when you just think of the 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 the, the chemistry going on there a tree normally all that sun energy would just hit the building surfaces 
and be converted into heat, into waste heat that then eventually penetrates. After three or four sunny days, that yeah. heat is just penetrating your attic and is starting to make you uncomfortable on the top floors of your house. Now, plant a big tree and the tree grows around the house. Now that sun hits the tree and guess what? Feeds the tree. It's, it's turning it into... It's turning it into wood. That energy is making biomass, and it's it's a cold process. <laughs> tell me, tell me one trade person that has not been. If you're of certain trades in a hot attic, in like the dead of summer, it's toasty in there, man. I've been in there a few times, man. I was in there. One of my it's coworkers. Toasty. I helped her install an attic fan and I, I rebuilt her attic hatch and I was there this summer. So I know I, and, and having, you know, spent my days at Greensaver, we did a lot of attic floor air sealing. You just put your hand towards the underside of the sheathing. Oh yeah. And you just feel that heat. Oh yeah. And you it. can smell the tar, the, the tar from the shingles. Yeah. That's anyone who spent time. They know that smell right away. You know? Like, so we know this, you have the education, like there's the tools that the basement, the slab, the roof, yeah. the walls assembly, the windows, all the protrusions, like termination, everything like that. Like that, these are all things that you should be discussing with the homeowner. And I think that as, as a builder, as a renovator, I think you should come up with your own sales plan, not to sell them on this, to educate them on this. Yeah. And then it will sell itself. Yeah. Right. They'll be aware of that, whether it's going to be a five year or 10 year or forever home. Right. But it's going to be the comfort of the parents, comfort of the kids, comfort of the dog, the cat, comfort everybody. That's what the home is supposed to be. It's supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be uncomfortable, right? That's it, bud. We got to wrap it up, Greg. I think we covered quite a bit. I always have. I could keep you all day, man. Just talking <laughs> shit. Sorry. No, like it's almost a class. And, and there's no beer involved. No, That's there's weird. no. No, there used to be whiskey, all kinds of stuff here. <laughs> but the, what when the kids come to you on your class? I just one last question before we get into the, the ten questions there. Um, what do they want to achieve? Like, what's their goal? Like, why are they taking this class? Do they ever tell you? Yeah, so so the program uh, at TMU is a graduate level program. So a lot of them are architects. Uh, some of them are practicing engineers who come back to actually do a master of building science. Good for them. Yeah. And so uh, I think what a lot of them are looking to do is they're looking for a career shift and, and, ju and just to position themselves into something that is a little bit more meaningful for them. You know, so a better match for them. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I won't pretend to make a story up for everyone, but I, I think a lot of people see, um, see this as a quick way to get a degree that uh, uh, can bring a non-engineer into, uh, in, into uh, equivalency pay-wise with an engineer. So if, you're, if you've got a Master of Building Science, you can make as much money as a PNG. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. or or maybe an EIT, an engineer in training. Okay, and, but but you can stay in lockstep with them. You know, and, and 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 that's one way to get a technical job without uh, becoming an engineer. So, yeah, because it's a technical trade, and and we, and there's a lot of holes in the in, in uh, like like figurative holes in the way that we design and or construct our buildings where we need people knowledgeable in in building science to sort of you know when when i go out there with my with my inspector hat on to try and figure out like okay where's this leak coming in yeah you know it's foundation wall why every time does it rain uh do i get water 
flooding my carpet, you know, or, you know, only when the wind is coming from the north do I see condensation forming to the point where it's dripping through this one window. Like, why, you know? So trying to sleuth out those things, you need a certain amount of background knowledge mm-hmm. uh, to try and properly put your finger on it and, and pronounce a diagno- diagnostic. So, but yeah, as, as we're sharpening our pencils and we're, we're, we're catching up with, uh, you know, these standards in, in Europe, the passive house standard or whatever, I think that we do need uh, uh, more education. So I guess there's, um, you could look at it two ways where if you built it correctly, you'll see the cause and effect of it. If you built it incorrectly, you'll see the cause and effect of it. You'll totally see it. Durability. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Yeah. Uh, is Nico going to build his own house one day? Well, he's Has renovating. He about it? He's renovating his own house. So. Is he renovating yeah, his yeah. own house already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah. Has he already started building his team? He's got one of each trade. Uh, well, I'm, or is I'm, he tackling it all? He's an electrician, man. He's not a magician. Well, <laughs> and, and well, see, that's the problem is that he he comes from a long line of uh, my dad was an electrician, and I have I have five brothers, and they're all in the trades. And so he can uh, get them on site. Well, we've had them come down. Like I, I go to the hardware store and next, you know, the whole plumbing stack is, is like from the roof right down to the, you know, the, the, the floor is cut open and the one Mason brothers <laughs> cut a trench in the floor. I'm like, holy shit, you did this while I went to go get <laughs> everything is out. Anyhow. That's how it works, Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You ready for this? I got, I got, you never did the 10 questions. That's how far back you go. Oh no. I don't no, think so. I didn't prepare. I didn't no, prepare. I didn't even send it to you. So this will be interesting to get your opinion on these, but they're not hard questions. They're not building science questions. They can be. Shit. What everyday sound brings you joy? Uh, I, well, birds. I mean, you know, going outside and hearing, you know, when I leave on my bike in the morning, there's a woodpecker. Uh, uh, it just makes me crane my neck up. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite beverage? I am, well, this is a really, uh, you're, that's not a fair question. Why? Because my day is bookended by coffee and beer. But that doesn't have to be your favorite beverage. You beverages? It could be beverages. Okay, well, coffee and beer are awesome. Coffee and beer. Just not together. (laughs) That's gross. Least favorite tool? Least favorite tool? Slotted screwdriver for, like, slotted screws. The only thing a slotted screwdriver is good for is opening a can of paint. It is like 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 man oh man you know useless. God, it come as you gotta a love a Robbie, you know, especially with a good bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, what turns you on creatively? Mm, music, I think. What word or concept do you find overused these days? Word or concept, you know. I think. That's a good one. I, I the the first name that comes to mind is woke, but not for the reason. I think that we can all be civil with one another. Um, it's in our it's nature. Not, yeah. No. I. I and, and and I think I think we can we can all look in the and we all stand to look in the mirror and and ask ourselves like, what can I do to improve myself or to understand some other human's plight? Because I don't know how someone else is suffering. Of course. Of course. What's your favorite curse word? What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Any uh, kind of mode. Well, <laughs> it's probably the car that works. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Yeah, no, that's that's tough. Like we just came back from uh, Le Mans, and you know we checked out all these old sports cars. My brother is a, a cor- he's got a Corvette, I think a '73 Corvette, sitting in his garage, all in pieces that needs to be rebuilt. Oh. But yeah, I you know like I love the old Firebirds. You know, like they were just a little high up. Uh, you know, the T, the T top, uh, with or without it. Yeah, I, I mean, it just, they just had that nice. You know, even the old Mustangs. You know? Not the new ones. I don't like any no, of the new. No. Like anything at all. What do you miss from your childhood? When's the last time you've been on a swing? I got you on that about a month ago. Shit. Like like that. And feeling, I got high. That feeling in your guts. I got high. Is just exhilarating. Yeah. It's it. It's people were walking by and looking at a middle aged man on a swing and probably wondering, you know, something odd. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we saw the swing and all of a sudden, let's get on the swing. Yeah, we just went on there, right? So yeah, it's uh, like it's something that it you felt, should never it felt forget. normal. Yeah, it went right back. Yeah, so if you could master another skill outside of your own, what would it be? Mandolin. I'm trying to. I'm trying. You know, I want to play at the local pub, but I just. Are you working on it? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I got a mandolin at work, and I got a mandolin at home, so there's no excuse. But the mandolin at work, like I pick it up maybe once every three months. It's terrible. I need to get on Do that. it every day. 10,000 hours. Do 10 minutes today, 10 minutes, whatever. I, I know. know. My twins asked me. She's like, you got, like, we're going to learn a song together. So she's going to, we're going to play together. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Good job. Here's a beer. Greg, man, always a pleasure to see you. Thanks so much for making the time and coming in here. And uh, these shows are great. These ones are particularly great because I know young and old trades, they listen. They just want to be educated better. There's a lot of noise out there. And some homeowners are listening too. And work on the sales pitch. Work on the building system sales pitch. That's all I'm asking. Uh, it's I, important. I, I'm into it. And you, you, you had your finger on that pulse a long time Manny, uh, like, I, like I keep on saying, the work you were doing, I wish I could live in one of those houses. They were beautiful to be in. So well, that's usually, that's usually, that statement comes, and then it, the next statement says, but I can't afford you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, Greg. We're out of here. Thanks so much. Thanks, Angelina. We're out of here.